As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Bar Canada at the D. How you doing? You good? Just peachy, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. What was your millions record yesterday? Three and Three and one with uh, Seahawks pending, but, so, I had, but I had the Colts as the one. So just get on. away from me. Hold on, like, at what point here are you like actually thinking to yourself this could be something? Because aren't you like ni- nineteen and five right now? Ask me in three. Ask me in two months. <laughs> man, I mean, I don't have any chance in the quarter. I'm forget the quarter. I'm talking about the big whole thing, man. So what was I? Eleven and four. So I'm fourteen and five. Oh right, fourteen and five. Yeah. I'm sorry, fourteen, yeah, 14 and five. I skipped five. ahead. Yeah, fourteen, 14 and five. All right, all right. I'll, I'll get back to you in a few weeks. Nice job on, on your part. Yeah, thanks. I'm man. just in your drift. No, it's hey, it's That's all I'm doing. It's one of those we talk about all the time. That's a record. That is a sick NFL record. But when it comes to, to a contest, contest, doesn't freaking matter. No, you keep doing fourteen <laughs> and fives. You'll be all right. Uh, this is guessing lines for those who are uh, new to the show. What we do here Mondays during the football season is. We give our first instincts. We go through every game that went uh, that, that has gone by the previous Sunday, uh, yesterday in the National Football League. And in doing so, we will then guess lines for the upcoming games. And in that process, oftentimes, this year it seems like every time, it's our best instinct. Witness the Jaguars as the biggest difference I had between the line yesterday and the actual game line. The Jaguars roll the Falcons in London, which we will uh, get to when we talk about those teams. And uh, it's not just about really what my guesses are. It's about you doing it yourself at home. It's a great way to start your handicapping week. You don't have to lock into it, but your first instincts are something that you should always note, I think. Anyway, historically on this show, uh, dating back to when Chrissy and I did this, this was always the thing. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate all the downloads for this and the Megapod, humbled by it. seems to still resonate with everybody year after year, week after week. So we begin. Well, first of all, let me just say this. Survivor, let's just get that out of the way. Remember how last week before the weekend I said, oh, 99 and a half entries, my over-under, and then it was like, you know, 2,000 got yeah, knocked yeah, out? Yeah. 92 yesterday, got or this week so far. So this was the week I should have said that. 92, really from the beginning of the pool, 1% of the entire pool that entered that entered. Uh, Circus Survivor this year got knocked out yesterday. So we're still over 2,000 entries. No one, I think a couple people uh, had have the 
I think one person has the, you know, two people have the Seahawks. Nobody has the Giants tonight, so it won't change much. We will have fewer than 100 people knocked out of Circus Survivor this week. Four on the Giants. They're, they're sandwiched. Oh, the they're above there. Yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah. Four on the Giants, two on the Seahawks. Four on the Giants. Yeah, wow. More people took the Giants wow. on the Seahawks. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. By the way, that was another one. I guess Seattle would be the favorite last week. The Giants were at the time. Yep. Now Seattle is the favorite. So again, those first instincts pretty good. Do you and you? You're on Seattle tonight as your final. I'm search. on Seattle. Yeah. I am yeah. too. I am. Small too. bet and then contest play for me. Contest play yeah. for me as well. Okay. Let us begin. Let's fire it up. What do you got? Guessing lines. Let's start it up. Bam! Oh, there it is. The bar key. Well. well <laughs> Pardon me. We figured since we uh, have this for college football guessing lines, <laughs> maybe we should do this for the actual guessing lines. And it's got that whole A-N-G, eight numbers game on there. <laughs> All right, Thursday night. This is a great one. Bears at Commanders. Oh, boy. Okay, so let me just ask this out front. If the Bears happen to win this game, not saying they will, but if they happen to win this game, do I win my last winless team bet on the Panthers immediately? Wait, what? <laughs> so I have, I have the Panthers, as you know, 15 to yeah, 1 yeah, yeah. before the season last winless team. A bet I'm quite proud of. I hope oh, it gets oh, there. Oh, I see what you're if saying. The Bears, this is a great if question. If the Bears win on Thursday, do I win automatically? I think so. I think so, too. Anyway, we'll get to that. Bears. Wow, that's, that's a great fine print question. We haven't had to attack that one before. The Bears are 0 4, one of the only two remaining 0 4s, as we just stated. Uh, yesterday, man, what can you say? Uh, they play the Broncos. Broncos first drive, they go 84 yards. Wilson to Jaleel McLaughlin from 18 out, 7 to nothing Denver. But the Bears came right back, 75 yards. Fields to DJ Moore from 29 out, 7 to 7, beginning of the second quarter, 14-48 left in that frame. After a Denver 3 and out, Bears go 56 yards. Fields to Moore for 24, followed two plays later by Fields to Cole Komet for 22 in the end zone, 14 to 7. Bears 11-44 left second quarter. Then, after another Broncos punt, Bears go 85 yards. Fields to commit from three out, 21 to seven Bears. That would be the score at the half. And at halftime, Justin Fields, let me repeat that. Justin Fields would be 16 of 17 for 231. Three touchdowns, no picks, only sacked twice at the half. First Bears drive of the second half after another Denver punt. 15 plays, 66 yards. Fields to Khalil Herbert from two out. Touchdown, 28 to 7 Bears. 4-11 left in the third quarter. And at that point in the game, <coughs> pardon me, Fields, 23 of 24 for 285 and four touchdowns. Man, he's good. Are you, like, I mean, how many people via text or whatever were saying, I think, I think he's figured out the game of football. <laughs> well, then Denver went 75 yards. Wilson to Brandon Johnson from four out. It was 28 to 14 Chicago, nine seconds left in the third quarter. Then after a Chicago three and out, Denver goes 70 yards. Wilson to Sutton from 13 out, 28-21 Chicago. Then 9.36 left in the game. Then the fifth play on the ensuing drive, Chicago's up a touchdown, clinging now. First and 10 at the Denver 48 for the Bears. Field sacked by Nick Benito. He fumbles it. It's scooped by Jonathan Cooper, 35 yards to the hizzy. And we are tied at 28 with 6.55 left. Bears then matriculate. Here is the moment of the game. 28-28. Fourth and one at the Denver 18 with 2.57 left, Kelly. Chicago tries to draw Denver off sides. They cannot. So they call timeout. Then, post-timeout, after failing to draw them off sides, they decide to go for it. Herbert stuffed for no gain. Denver takes over at their own 18, 252 left. Wilson immediately to Mims Jr. How many times have I mentioned Mims Jr. on this show this yep. year? This time for 48. 
leads to a Lutz corkscrew 51-yard field goal. Denver's up 31-28, 146 left. Final drive, you know it's going to happen. Set back by an intentional grounding call on fields. Then third and 13 at their own 47 with 37 seconds left. Fields picked by Kareem Jackson. Ball game, 31-28 Denver. Oh, Eberflus. I have him first coach fired, north of 15-1. to Are the Bears just not going to fire him because they've never fired a coach midseason? <laughs> They just want to keep that record intact. There are certain teams like that, like that, you got to be careful with, like the Cowboys, right? They always that's that's the fly in the ointment of that bet. Yeah, uh, Eberflus is three and eighteen as the Bears head coach now. It matches the biggest blown lead in franchise history, twenty-one points, fourteenth loss in a row for the Bears, all given up twenty-five plus points. Remember, he was a D coordinator when he was hired. Fields twenty-eight of thirty-five, three thirty-five is the final box score stats. Four touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Four for 25 on the ground with the fumble loss that uh, was scooped and scored. Uh, scooped in return for a touchdown. Herbert, 18 for 103 on the ground. Moore, 8 for 131. Touchdown. Komet, 7 for 86. SM for 85. Two touchdowns. 10 penalties, 91 yards. Outgained Denver, 471 to 311. Doesn't matter because they were minus two in turnovers, both in the fourth quarter. The sack scoop and score to tie the game at 28 and the pick to end it. Who are they playing? Oh, yeah, Washington. Washington. <sighs> talk about coaches. We just talked about Everflus. Let's talk about Rivera. Washington goes downfield. Opening drive, 75 yards. Samuel in from one. 7 to nothing. Washington. 7.52 left in the first quarter. Eagles come right back. Go 75 yards. Swift in from five. We're tied. Seven apiece. 117 left first quarter. Washington comes right back. 75 yards. Second goal at the one. Robinson fumbles before he breaks the plane, but the incomparable Terry McLaurin recovers it. 14 to 7, Washington. 12.56 left second quarter. Uh, took his push for the uh, Eagles on the next drive. Uh, at the uh, at their own 49, but uh, Landon Dickerson was lined up offside, so they had to punt. Washington makes it 17 to seven on a sly field goal. Halftime was 17 to 10 after Elliott made a 41 yarder. Second half, Eagles cut it to 17 to 13. Elliott 47 yarder. Washington punt hurts to AJ Brown 59 yard touchdown pass with Brown just weaving in and out of traffic, roughing the passer penalty, gave Philadelphia the ball at the one on the conversion, so they decided to go for it. Gainwell ran it in 21 to 17. Eagles. 7-11 left. Real quick, every time I see A.J. Brown have a game like this, I just think to myself, can you imagine trading this guy? Trading letting him, him walk. Just let him walk. <sighs> Incredible. Tennessee's like, well, we really need a receiver. we got to get Dustin, uh, Dustin Hopkins. I said DeAndre Hopkins. We really need a receiver. Why'd you trade this guy? After an Elliott 36-yard field goal, made it 24-17 Philly. Washington goes 75 yards. Robinson in from 15. We are tied at 24, 8-1 left. Teams trade punts. Eagles take over with 320 left at their own 43. Second and fourth, the Washington 28 hurts to Brown on the double move. Touchdown, 31-24 Eagles. But a taunting call on Brown because it wasn't enough for him to score. He had to taunt. It was kind of a weak taunt call, though. Skins take the penalty on the uh, kickoffs. They start at their own 36 with 136 left. Washington matriculates after a third and 17 conversion, a fourth and two at the Philly 45 uh, with 41 seconds left. Howell to Diami Brown for 16, then McLaurin for eight, McLaurin for 11. They end up with a ball at the Eagles, 10 with five seconds left. Incomplete to McLaurin, but one second left on the clock. Howell to Sean Dotson. Touchdown! Riverboat Ron Maituchis. He decides to kick the extra point. Later, he would say he thought his offense was gassed. What? Uh, okay. Sam Howell, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> that doesn't make any damn sense. Way to go, Sam Howell, by the way. That was his welcome to the NFL moment. So we go to overtime. Washington wins the coin flip. Third and five at their own 39, 22 left in overtime. Howell to McLaurin for 25. Ruled incomplete on the field. Ridiculous. Replay showed green between his second foot and the sideline. Did it not? Yeah. I Did saw, it saw, not? Uh, but they were br- gassed. So. Brutal. Just absolutely brutal call there. 
29-yard Tressway punt. You know what happens next. Fourth and one at the at midfield. Tuchus push successful, and then after an intentional grounding call, and Hurts that temporarily put the Eagles out of field goal range. Hurts to Devontae for nine. Elliott field goal, 54. Eagles win 34-31. Howell finishes 29-41 for 290. One touchdown, no picks, but he was sacked five times. McLaurin, the incomparable, eight for 86. Should have been more. I will say Washington by four and a half on Thursday night, hosting the Bears. Commanders, six and a half point favorites. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of points. I feel like I'm glad this is a Thursday night game so I can just stay away. Even six this morning, we're up to six and a half uh, on the Commanders. Uh, I'm glad this is a Thursday night game because I think I'm just going to stay away. But this is, this line's getting close to begging me to bet the Bears. Well, that's what I'm saying. You would think this would make me run and bet the Bears, but uh, I can't do that. What if it hits seven? Uh, <laughs> I, might, uh, I think I might have to might take have a piece of the Bears. <laughs> I mean, the Bears are t- the Bears are terrible. Oh. How they, how can you lose that game? But Washington shouldn't lay that many points against anybody. We'll come back Sunday. I think we have another Jacksonville London game. We'll start there. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar uh, Bar Canada, rather, at the D. I said Bar Canada. Sorry about that. Bar Canada at the D here downtown. Can you tell everybody what you just said uh, off air when you looked up at the TV screen? What did you say? Give Dan Orlovsky four years and he's going to look just like you. <laughs> Stole my glasses. <laughs> Stole your glasses. Yeah. yeah. He looks exactly like my brother, by the way. Exactly. Oh, uh, before we get some more lines, just getting back to that last winless team, which is Chicago 0-4, Carolina 0-4. Um, I'm kind of worried about your bet now. I'm not. Like, that, that language is very, very important. I hadn't really thought about that before. Well, let's say, let's say the Bears lose to Washington and Carolina ends up losing at Detroit this week. I have the schedules here the next five weeks. Chicago's at Washington, home Minnesota, home Raiders. They might be able to win one of those two. Whereas Carolina goes at Detroit, at Miami, by, which is a free bingo yep. square anyway, which is part of that handicap anyway. Mm-hmm. When I first made it, we spelled it out all here on the air. Uh, I spelled out the Carolina bet. I spelled out the Eberflus bet. We'll see if either or both can get home. Keep this in mind, though, about both Chicago and Carolina, both 0-4. The Bears own both draft picks. 
the Bears own both draft picks because of the Bryce Young trade. So currently, if the NFL draft were to happen right now, Chicago would be drafting one and two. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, you ready how, for some London and, and action? Every, every Bears fan, after I said that, just went, and how are we going to botch that? <laughs> <laughs> it is the one thing I keep trying to argue for, like, or make the case for Bears fans, right? It's the, like, you go and compare the Broncos and Bears season. What were, a, what were the expectations for each team heading into the year? Much higher for a Broncos team than they were for the Bears team. Yes. And when you head into this offseason, the assets available for Chicago versus at Denver, it's not even close. Well, the, the Bears the, the Bears did have lower expectations, but let us not diminish that too much because anecdotally or just by evidence of all of our guests on this show and throughout the network this offseason – there were some people who thought the Bears were going to be great. Yeah, Not great, sure. but yeah. very good. A playoff team, yeah. at least, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's All go. Right. London, Jaguars stay in there, moving hotels. Bills will come in and take their hotel. Sunday, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Jags at the Bills versus the Bills in Tottenham. And I believe this is the first ever back-to-back London for one team. I believe so as well. Yeah, Jacksonville, which plays a London game every year uh, and will play two here back-to-back. Jacksonville Beats Atlanta in the London game yesterday. Uh, not a whole bunch to say here. Fourth and one at the Atlanta 38. A little more than halfway through the first quarter. Lawrence to Kirk for 10. Two plays later was Lawrence to Ridley from 30 out. Jacksonville took a 7 to nothing lead. They added to McManus. 56-yard field goal to make it 10 to nothing. Atlanta at that point, this is in the second quarter when it was 10 to nothing. Atlanta at that point, Kelly had one first down. And then they had a drive that started at their own 13. They did matriculate three first downs later, so three more, uh, two more than they had the, uh, or three more than they had the whole previous part of the game. They have a first and ten at the Jacksonville 45. Ritter picked by Darius Williams, 61 yards to the house, 17 to nothing Jacksonville. And at that point, it was kind of just the Jags cruising in the rest of the way. Yeah, it was. As so a Jags better, I don't know if you had the same feeling, but it was they were le- leaving points on the field for sure. Yeah, when I say cruise, I do mean like not the most comfortable cruise, yeah. but still a cruise. Ensuing drive, by the way. Uh, first play, first and 10 at their own 25. Ritter was picked again by Andre Sisco, uh, but uh, that didn't lead to anything because fourth and one at the Atlanta 7. Remember, it, this is what you're talking about, Kelly. They left points on the board. They could have, like, really put the nail in the coffin at this point, up 17 to nothing already. They had the ball at the Atlanta 7, fourth and one. Lawrence was sacked by David Onyemata. Uh, halftime remained 17 to nothing. Then third quarter, Atlanta did go 75 yards to start the half, 24 on the ground, all but 24 on the ground, by the way, I should say. Bijan for 38 was the big run. Ritter to London from 15 out, it was 17-7. Then after they traded punts, McManus field goal, up to the lead for Jacksonville to 20 to 7. That was from 43. And then Atlanta matriculated, but fourth and three at the Jacksonville six, 605 left. This was when the game really ended. Ritter incomplete back of the end zone intended for London. He only got one foot down. Uh, and then Jacksonville added a field goal late. They were helped along by 40 yard uh, PI to make it 23 to 7. That was the eventual final score. Oh, yeah, one last insult. Ritter sacked by Josh Allen with 133 left. He fumbled. Angelo Blackson recovered. That was the ball game. Lawrence ended up 23 of 30 for 207. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. Eight carries for 42 yards. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville was plus three in turnovers. That led uh, the big one, obviously, the pick six and all of that. So um, I just want to say uh, we'll get to it when we get to Atlanta. But this overrating of Atlanta in the market every week has been the most successful thing in NFL betting this year. Well, so far, we'll take it, right? We'll take it. I mean, I'm not going to – 
I'm not going to go crazy. Yeah, we're four weeks into the season, yeah. but oh my God, is this team exactly who you and I thought they were yes. going to be, right? And, and, this and, is. and here's the deep dive analysis. Have you seen their quarterback play football? That's it. That's all you got to know. Uh, who are they playing? At Buffalo? Or at Buffalo <laughs> against in, Buffalo, in London. Yes, in London yeah. Technically, Buffalo is the, is the home team. Buffalo beats Miami. Uh, beats them good. 48 to 20. Opening drive that went right downfield. Actually, the first five drives of the game were nothing but touchdown drives. Buffalo with three of them, Miami with two. It was 21 to 14. I'll just skip ahead to there. Because at that point, there was finally a punt. Miami punted, Buffalo punted, Miami punted. Then the Bills go 59 yards most on an Allen to Diggs 55 yard touchdown catch and run. 28 to 14, Buffalo. That was the first real more than one score separation of the game. 252 left in the second quarter at that point. Third play following drive, third and one at their own 34 for the Dolphins. 220 left in the half. Mostert hit by Matt Milano, fumbles. Terrell, uh, Terrell Bernard recovers, leads to a Tyler Bass 53-yarder. 31-14 Buffalo at the half. Remember, that's after they went touchdown, 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 touchdown to start the game. 21-14 Buffalo lead. And then they started to build that lead. Second half opening drive. Miami does go 75 yards. Two at a Berrios from 11 out. 31-20. Miami down 11, decides to go for two. Hmm, that's interesting. 11-9. It failed. 9.30 left in the third quarter. Bass adds a 33-yarder, 34-20 to 20 Buffalo, 5.21 left in the third. Uh, then two a third play following drive, picked by Micah Hyde. Bill set up at the Miami 25, up 14 already. Four plays later, Allen to Diggs, 13-yarder, 41-20, three minutes left in the third. And then the Dolphins end up fourth and one at the Buffalo 47, down 21, 44 seconds left in the third. Tua in shotgun, always love that on a fourth and one. Sacked by Ed Oliver, Tredavious White with the non-contact Achilles injury. I fear it is ruptured and he is done for the year. Allen to Gabe Davis for 34. Allen in from 11, 48-20 Buffalo, five seconds in to the fourth quarter. And that would be the final score, by the way. They didn't... Uh, get any more than that as the last two Dolphins drives ended with turnovers on downs. Allen finishes 21 of 25 for 324 touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice, four carries for 17 yards and a touchdown. Diggs, six for 123 touchdowns. The Bills were plus two in turnovers. That led directly to plus 10 Buffalo points. Remember now with the Bills season thus far, they lost the opening week by six in overtime to the Jets. Since then, and I guess that's the Raiders, Washington, and now Miami. They have won by 28, 34, and 28. We are who they thought they were, who we thought they were, without question. Buffalo at London, despite Jacksonville's comfort level in London, despite the fact that they've been hanging out there now, and they'll actually be sightseeing today. I'm going to say Buffalo by six, just based on what I just said. 20, dead on. Dead, Five dead and a half. Five and a half. Okay. I like that. 28, 34, and 28, their last three margins of victory for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Josh Allen, uh, now your short shot in the MVP market, plus 380. Tua moves back to 5-1. to one. Um, Can we talk about MVP for a second? Yeah, we can. Because we were saying, like, MVP the last four years has become this de facto quarterback award. Mm. We've even had Aaron Schatz on the show, and Aaron Schatz will be on either this week or next week because we do quarterly with him on the show. And he's a voter. And he is analytics-driven. And he's like, because I'm analytics-driven, quarterback means so much more to the team than any other position. I have to vote for a quarterback. I want to try to disabuse him of that notion this, this time. Because, first of all, it's not meant to be a quarterback award. It doesn't have to be. And you have two guys 
in Christian McCaffrey, not so much Tyreek Hill after yesterday, but let's just take Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey has 600 yards from scrimmage in four games, six touchdowns, 600 yards from scrimmage. That's on pace to set the NFL record. Chris Johnson holds it, which I believe was over 2,500 yards in a 16-game schedule. If McCaffrey just continues to do this and he breaks that record, or if Tyreek ends up with 2,000 yards on a Dolphins team that wins tons of games, you're really going to give it to just a random quarterback? And you're going to save Offensive Player of the Year for one of those two guys, McCaffrey or Hill? I just, I just don't want I, I hope we're not in that phase where MVP is just a quarterback award. I think we've gotten there. I think we've got. But it's, uh, we can't we can't reverse that. What is it set in stone? I, no, I, I, I don't know. But I feel like we've gotten there with the offensive player of the year and the MVP. I, I feel like we've just gotten to the the quarterback, and it, then the other, and then it's going to be a position player. Did Moses bring that down with the tablets? Towards voting, man. I know. Yeah, yeah. And it is. It's tough when you're talking about MVP. You're talking about random quarterback. But if it's quarterback that does big things with the team, I understand. More guessing lines on the other side. Numbers game Visa, the sports betting network. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D, guessing lines for week number five in the National Football League. Before we get back to that, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Los Vegas, 514. Yo, what happened to Riverboat Ron? Coach Gilly and offensive coordinator Young Kelly B would have uh, would have went for it. No, would have went yeah. for the win. Yeah, Scotty B seven two six. Were you joking about it? The Bears win on Thursday night. Carolina still plays Week Five. Yeah, but the wording on the ticket is last winless team. Right. So I'm not exactly joking about <laughs> it. Quite frankly, uh, touchdown Jesus. Riverboat Ron, the first coach to ever claim his offense was too gassed to go for two in the win. Guess that Philly defense was getting stronger as they. Uh, Gave up the tying touchdown drive. I love when coaches get caught in stupid answers. Because at what way does that make any sense, well, right? We're going to go play for overtime but not go for two here? Remember, if he knew Sam Howell was that good, he would have played him earlier last year. I mean, he's made tons <laughs> if he, if of... If he watched any of the tape, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, he's made tons of ridiculous comments. Judd O'Connor, Riverboat Ron, was making sure the teaser legs had a chance to cover. What a guy. Plinko. Landing the, uh, landing the way of many, absolutely. Mike Stacks. Washington over Bears for Survivor could be the last time we have a chance to see them based on the schedule. They use them, he should say. He says, yes, you're absolutely right. That is a potential Survivor play. Uh, Bruce Dobigan, NFL season. Uh, if the NFL season were over today, the Bears would have the top two draft picks. Will they trade up with themselves? <laughs> Maybe so. That would be a very Bears thing to do. We, we've made a trade. There's a trade at the top. Uh, Arch Indle. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, the Jags do not cruise into anything, Gil. They hand-paddled their inflatable raft ashore. That's probably true. That is, that is an accurate yeah, description that's of the probably true. Jaguars. Yep. And then the king of car seats said Bears were only minus 180 to miss the playoffs at DraftKings before the season. Hard to believe. Mm, yeah. yeah. I think he means before the season. Yeah, I would imagine before the season. Oh, and we get text. Steve Fezzik has texted in uh, talking about my comment about why is it set in stone? Did Moses bring the tablets down about MVP being for a quarterback? He said, here are your 15, your oops, table, tablet crash. Make that your 10 commandments. Brilliant comedy. Remember that history of the world part one, Mel Brooks? Maybe that was one of the 15, the five that got dropped. All right, what's next? Sunday. All right, early on Sunday, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific, Texans at Falcons. Texans at Falcons, two 2-2 two two teams at Atlanta. 
uh, Houston took their opening drive 69 yards. Stroud to Nico Collins against the Steelers from two outs, seven to nothing. Houston, 8:55 left first quarter. Then after a picket INT that led to a short field and a 10 to nothing Houston lead. Then the Texans extended it to 13 to nothing on another Fairbairn field goal. Houston had a fourth and one. At the Pittsburgh 28, up 13, 7.09 left in the second quarter. Stroud incomplete intended for Andrew Beck, but it wouldn't lead to anything for the Steelers, who then down 13, Kelly, I know this is your favorite thing, fourth and one at their own 49 with 4.35 left in the second quarter. They just decided to punt it yeah, away. Yeah, punt it away. Sure. Good, Mike, there you go. Just punt it away. It's okay, Gil. We can't ever question the guy because he's never had a losing season. Wait, what? Am, I never heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Tomlin with Steelers. Never had a losing season. Huh. You, any any decisions he makes is the right one. The information you learn on this show. 16 to nothing, Houston at the half. After the Steelers traded uh, two Boswell field goals with two Houston punts to cut it to 16 to 6. Fourth and one from the Houston 33 for Pitt. Pickett and shotgun. Oh, Jesus. Uh, sacked. By the way, 110 left in the third quarter. Not only was he sacked, he was hurt. He was helped off. Out for the rest of the game, Trubisky came in. He's, will, he's, will miss time. He's, he will miss time. He's six foot three, 230 pounds. Just fall over. No? You want to go no, shot? I, no, I'm with you. Ian yeah. Rappaport this morning, Kenny Pickett will miss time in uh, knee injury not believed to be season-ending. Remember, this used to happen with Ben Roethlisberger, and I used to shout on Guessing Lines, the, the word big is actually in his nickname. <laughs> big Ben. Just fall Just forward. Just fall forward. <laughs> uh, Texans uh, go 58 yards for the score. After that, Devin Singletary to Dalton Schultz from six out. Little trickeration. 23 to six. Then a three and out with Trubisky in. Texans go 86 yards. Ball game. Stroud to Nico Collins for 52. 30 to six. That's how it would end. C.J. Stroud. He is your Offensive Rookie of the Year short shot. He went 16 of 30 for 306, two touchdowns, no picks. He was uh, not sacked. Nico Collins, seven for 168, two touchdowns. The Texans held Pittsburgh to 225 total yards, outgained him 451 to 225, held Pittsburgh to just 12 first downs. And then we talked about Atlanta losing to Jacksonville. Desmond Ritter in that game against Jacksonville was 19 of 31 for 191. One touchdown, two picks. He was sacked four times, lost a fumble. Bijan, though, was good. 14 for 105, five catches for 32. But as we said, Atlanta was minus three in turnovers. The uh, scoop and score being the, or excuse me, the pick six being the big thing in that one. Uh, Houston at Atlanta, I have as a pick em. Uh Good on you. This is one of the lines that has moved a bit. This opened... Atlanta like two and a half, three yesterday. It is down, Stop it. down to Atlanta one and a half, anywhere between one and a half to a pickup. Come my way, come my way. It's not far enough. There's no way Atlanta should be even close to a field goal favorite. So I'm glad it's. I'm glad people have gotten to this. Yeah, I don't think you. Can, I don't think you can leave Houston in teaser range right now. Like uh, one and a half. I, I don't think you nope. can leave that out there. Te- be tease away. Yeah, exactly. The, the Houston Texans, and we'll get to them later. The Arizona Cardinals are the two teams we had. We collectively, as a football prognosticator group of people, but I'll raise my hand, the most off. Sure. Like, both of those teams are actually somewhat credible. And in, and in, I'll throw Jacksonville in there for myself, too. I have Jacksonville division bets. I have a lot of questions about right, this Right, but team I'm, right I'm talking about the teams we thought would stink. Yeah, right, right. We, we thought these teams would stink. I was talking to Parles yesterday about, about Arizona. Is Arizona a top-half power-ranked team? We'll get to them momentarily. Ooh. But, like, do they sneak into 16? We'll get to I them. They might be, man. Let's do one more. All right, Panthers at Falcons, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. 
Panthers at, you just said Falcons. Lions. Panthers, Panthers at, Lions. at Lions. Okay. The 0-4 Panthers at Detroit. We won't talk about Detroit because they played Thursday. We already went through that. Their win over Green Bay. Uh, but Carolina, whoo, I was uh, worried there for a second that they might get a win. Why? Because the Vikings went right downfield on their opening drive, third and goal to Carolina five, and then Kirk Cousins did his thing. Completely ill-advised pass to the corner. Picked by Sam Franklin Jr., 99 yards of the house. Great effort, by the way, by uh, Cousins to get the angle, only to get trucked. Oh, that was great. 7 to nothing, Carolina. <laughs> 10-27 left in the first quarter. Up 10 to nothing now. Uh, then the Panthers do give up a 63-yard touchdown drive to the Vikes. Cousins to Jefferson before out 10-7 Panthers. 9.39 left in the second quarter. That after Cousins had fumbled a second-and-one snap on the previous play at the four and landed on it just to give you some on-brand Vikings flavor. You got to have that, yep. Uh, Will Hill is a uh, Vikings fan. He calls it a hellscape. <laughs> Rooting for this team. Late in the half, still down 10 to 7. First and 10 at the Carolina 21. 46 seconds left. Cousins hit. Again, the Vikings driving for a go-ahead score. Ball goes, just flies up in the air. Uh, Camus Grugere Hill picks it and returns it 31 yards, resulting in a Pinheiro 56-yard field goal to end the half after some horrible clock management by the Panthers mm -hmm. down the stretch of that half. 13 to 7, nonetheless. Carolina, uh, when they went into the locker room. Then second half, after a trade of punts, Second and 17 for Carolina at the Minnesota 28. This is when the whole game changed. 4.09 left in the third quarter. Bryce hit by Harrison Smith. Fumbles picked up by G, uh, DJ Wanham. 51 yards to the house. 14 to 13 Minnesota. Then after another Carolina three and out, Minnesota again. Cousins to Jefferson from 30 out. 21 to 13 Minnesota at the end of the third quarter. That was the last play of the third quarter. Teams traded punts in the fourth. Then Carolina down one score, down eight. Matriculated the ball down the field because, of course, they do. It's a Vikings game. They can't win anything cleanly. Fourth and one at the Minnesota 13 with 2.01 left. They decide to run the play before the two-minute warning, and Achuba Hubbard gets four yards. So at 158, the two-minute warning, Carolina down eight, and they have it first down. But Bryce, first down, by the way, at the nine, first and goal. But Bryce is sacked, Bryce Young sacked on both second and fourth downs by Harrison Smith, and with Carolina having burned one of their timeouts in that sequence, it was ball game. 21 to 13, Vikings, Vikings off the schneid. Bryce ends up 25 of 32 for 204, no touchdowns, no picks, he was sacked five times. He did lose that fumble, that was the key play of the game. Only 232 total yards. Minnesota only had 265, by the way, in victory. The time of possession advantage for Carolina, 38-29 to 21-31. Didn't matter. They lose again. Detroit by a full seven. Uh, you are light, my friend. Detroit, nine-point favorites in this game. I am light. Yes, nine-point favorites in this game. I wonder if Chrissy would have said I like your number better there. The nine is, I mean, Carolina's terrible. And again, they're my, awful. I can't. My whole Carolina bet for them being last was not only schedule analysis, which has worked out splendidly, but also this is this is we got we I got trucked on the NFL draft. We always went on the NFL draft, not this year. But I just knew Carolina was going to they made that trade. I was convinced to draft CJ Stroud because CJ Stroud is way better and he's bigger for the NFL. Bryce Young is too small. And uh, they went ahead and drafted Bryce Young. If this hits Carolina last winless, I will make up for all of that and, like, double it back the other way. By the way, Kevin Clark, uh, there was an entire uh, draft news cycle that uh, 
quoting anonymous executives saying you can't take C.J. Stroud because he did poorly on the pre-draft equivalent of a BuzzFeed quiz. Why we tolerate so much junk science every spring, spring is beyond me. Remember this. Amen, Kevin Clark. Coming back, more Guessing Lines next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, uh, guessing lines for week number five in the National Football League. Um, Even though Detroit was like north of seven points, I don't know that I'm racing to lay that. Though they're a big survivor. I would imagine, option this week, though Detroit plays Green Bay on Thanksgiving, so you may want to save them. Yeah. There's that. Lions nine-point favorite. <sighs> Nine. Yeah. Um, Makes me start wondering when the last time they were that big of favorites. But, you know, I don't want to play that game again because we're going to get six different tweets probably. Yeah. <laughs> Different days. Uh, yeah, I know. That's right. When we did, when we asked last week, we got ten different answers to that Green Bay question. What was the last time Green Bay was? What was the question again? Was this? Was, you're all here. Though they were. When Green Bay was home dogs. Home dogs. Yeah, home yeah. dogs. We, then Eric Eager had the answer, of course. 2017, when it was a backup quarterback, I believe. Yeah. Uh, was the yeah, answer? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. By the way, if you're tuning in, you're like, "Hey, where's all the baseball? There's a huge baseball day tomorrow. Oh, don't we know it? Quadruple header. The playoffs are finally here. Quadruple header on. Uh, not only Tuesday, tomorrow, but Wednesday as well. Games one and two of the respective uh, best of three series. Uh, two in each league, of course. We did this last year. I forgot that we started out with two uh, quadruple headers. Tomorrow on the show, we'll have Borchard on. We'll have Spore on. Maybe we'll get Towers in here. It'll just be a baseball fest soaked with baseball tomorrow. Um, one more tweet. Speaking of Eric Eager, we talked about Desmond Ritter earlier. Uh, Eric Eager, who is the last quarterback a team in t- Now, this is going to provoke a lot of discussion, too. We're going to get 20 answers on this. <laughs> Eric Eager asks out loud on Twitter, who is the last quarterback a team intended to start from the jump who was less viable than Ritter with no young guy in waiting? It is bizarre. It is bizarre. He got a bunch of answers to this, but, like, he was poking holes at every one of the answers. He's like, nope, it's Ritter. Ritter's like, that guy was better than Ritter. This guy was better than Ritter. I just don't know... That guy had a young guy in waiting. I, I mean, to Eager's point, like, what the hell was the plan? Like, th- did you really, you really thought this guy was that, like, can't miss of a guy? It's bizarre. Yeah. All right, let's do one here. All right, one more. 
Titans at Colts. An interesting AFC South. Another 2-2 two two versus a 2-2. Two two. Boy, what did I say about the Titans last week? Like, just when you think they stink, they'll come up with a game. I haven't been able to figure this team out for three years. <laughs> it's very true. Although, remember, they were the number one seed in the AFC a couple years back. Uh, Tennessee beats Cincinnati. Cincinnati. There is not much to say about this other than uh, them building the lead, which is after teams traded field goals to start the game. It really was a defensive struggle that ensued till the Titans went 75 yards in the second quarter. Tannehill to Nick Westbrook-Akine from 13 out made it 10-3 uh, with 6.31 left in the second quarter. Then after a Cincinnati 3-and-out, Titans went 73 yards, including a Tannehill fumble that was scooped by Tajay Spears for 22. So even when they were fumbling, fumbling the ball, uh, they were gaining 22 yards out of it. Henry in from 29 on that drive, 17-3 Tennessee with 3.58 left in the second quarter. Then after another Cincinnati punt, Tennessee goes uh, 80 yards. Henry to Josh Wiley, two yard touchdown jump pass from Derrick Henry with 13 seconds left in the half and it was 24 to 3 at halftime and honestly the way that Joe Burrow was playing and not being able to move out there it was ball game Titans would only add a, a folk 35 yard field goal on the opening drive of the second half and that would be it for the scoring it ended 27 to 3 as the uh, second half was ruled primarily by punts and a trade of turnovers that amounted to nothing. Tannehill, 18 of 25 for 241, touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. Henry, 22 for 122 on the ground. He was the leading rusher in the NFL. Congratulations to all who had that yesterday. Uh, he scored a touchdown on the ground. One for one passing for two yards and a touchdown. He also caught one pass for 11 yards. Uh, they outgained Cincinnati 400 to 211. And really, Tennessee's win over the Bengals, 27 to 3, is more of a commentary on... Joe Burrow and his injury status than it is taking I mean I, I say taking nothing away from the Titans but I guess I am taking something away from the Titans yeah. the Bengals like we'll get to the Bengals because this is not about the Bengals this is about the Titans in this game but we got to get to that discussion mm -hmm. Titans are at Indianapolis you said okay Indianapolis loses to the Rams but boy oh boy oh boy was this a game uh, opening drive Rams went downfield 75 yards Kyron Williams in from three seven and nothing Rams 11.35 left first quarter after an Indianapolis punt. Rams go 94 yards. Stafford to Nakua. Puka Nakua Matata for 26 with an unnecessary roughness tacked on. The big one, Kyron in from three. 14 to nothing Rams. 3.40 left first quarter. Richardson would fumble on the third play of the next drive on second and six at the Rams, 48. Tackled by Ernest Jones, recovered by Akela Witherspoon. That led to a Maher 40-yard field goal. 17 to nothing Rams. The Rams would get it to 20 to nothing. By halftime, both teams missed field goals to close the half. So 20 to nothing Rams. And by the way, then they made it 23 to nothing on a 51-yard Brett Maher field goal. Uh, 23 to nothing at the beginning of the second half. So the Colts then finally get off the mat. Down 23. They go 75 yards. Richardson to Mo Alley Cox from 35 out. Two-point conversion. Good. Cutting a, I guess, a 17-point lead to a 15-point lead at that point. 23 to 8. Richardson to Zach Moss on the two-point conversion. 526 left third quarter. Then after Stafford was picked by Kenny Moore on the Rams' second play from scrimmage on the subsequent drive. The Colts were set up at the Rams 42, but fourth and seven at the Rams 31. They go for it. 340 left in the third quarter. Richardson incomplete intended for Kyle Granson. Maher then misses a 48-yarder for the Rams. So the Colts get it back, and this time they do go 62 yards. Richardson to Alec Pierce for 38, an unnecessary roughness call tacked on the big play in that sequence. Four plays later, Richardson in from one, 23 to 15. They decide to go from nine to eight at that point with the extra point. Uh, Rams still up by eight now. 
Then the Rams punt. Colts immediately go 83 yards, including a fourth and four conversion at the Rams 21. Richardson to Kylan Granson for 17. That set up the score. And Richardson to Andrew Ogletree on that drive for 21-22 and the touchdown pass of five yards to cut it to 23-21 with 1.56 left. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our weekly Sean McVay moment. Are you ready? Down two. <laughs> set up for the two-point conversion. The Colts are about to get flagged for a false start, but McVay calls timeout Good job. just before the false start. Way to get that in. Thank you, Sean McVay. And with that reprieve, uh, Richardson to Michael Pittman, wide open. Two-point conversion. We are tied at 23 with 156 left. They were down 23 to nothing. Let's go make it 4-0 in the circuit contest for me. Gil, let's go, Colts. <laughs> the Rams go 3-and-out. 24-second possession for the Rams. You know what the Colts say? Hold my beer. They have a uh, they have a 23 second possession. They traded 24 and 23 second possessions, three and outs. Either way, egregious by both. Rams couldn't get in the field goal range after that. We go to overtime, and the Rams win the coin flip. Kelly, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm, yeah. And then they're bookended, 75 yards. First play of the drive, Stafford to Nakua for 20. Last play of the drive, Stafford to Nakua for 22 and the touchdown. First touchdown of Puka Nakua's career. Ninth catch of the game, 163 yards. Uh, ball game, Rams win 29-23. Richardson, 11 for 25. Only 11 forward passes completed. 11 for 25 for 200. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. But 10 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown, one fumble loss. They, out, they were outgained by the Rams, 467 to 329. And they were out time of possession, if you will, by the Rams, 39-46 to 24-25 in a game that went into overtime. Uh, this is an interesting one. Tennessee at Indianapolis. I got lazy and just said a pick em here. No, I said Tennessee minus one and a half. I split the difference between the three and the, and the, uh, the pick em here. Colts one uh, up to one and a half. One or one and a half most places. I did put a small bet in on the Colts. I don't have a huge problem with that. I, I probably should have made that a pick em. I, I don't have a huge problem with that because the Tennessee win, it's t I don't want to take away where you win a football game 27 to 3. You deserve credit. But, geez, I don't know about their opponent. And then in the Colts case, like the Rams are actually pretty darn good at football. What are you pointing out there? Nah, I, I screwed up that graphic. That's, that, it wasn't Titans 1. It was Colts 1. Colts 1. That, that didn't you already put in a small bet on the Colts? Yeah, I put in a money line minus 115 on the Colts. All right. Kelly I Bill. like Mr. Anthony Richardson, man. This guy's a stud. I know I know the passing stats weren't incredible yesterday, but, man, when he, him running the ball, he is he's young Josh Allen. It's young Josh Allen, and he's a lot of the offense is just thrown on his shoulders. Didn't run the ball as much in the second half. It's where the passing game kind of picked up uh, when they were forced to pass it, being down 20 to nothing. Yeah. Um, but, man, if, if, as long as they're not out of the game and he's able to use his legs a little bit more, I, he, he makes this offense so much more dangerous. Let me, let me ask you something, because we just talked about MVP before the break last time. Let's talk about Offensive Rookie of the Year for a second. Where, how, who should be? Give me the one, two, and three in order of what it should be right now for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Str oh, man, Str I haven't looked. I haven't looked. I'm about to look. But Stroud should be the short shot. I've got a Puka Nakua ticket. I would imagine he should be second and Anthony Richardson should be third. I, I completely agree with that order. Let me see and what I, it is. I, I'm interested to hear what the odds are on Richardson because I would be interested in a bet that, there. That is, ooh, listen, it's Stroud plus 175, oh, wow. Nakua plus 425. I have him 25 to 1. Bijan plus 450, and then Anthony Richardson at plus 550. The only other person in single digits, Devon A. Chain at yeah. 6 to 1. So there you go. Man, you can't you can't bet Stroud or A. Chain at those numbers. 
I don't think he does. There's too many other guys in play. I don't think he can bet any of those guys at those numbers currently, quite frankly. We'll come back. Whole bunch more games to get to. Guessing lines, looking for value. Not sure I found any yet. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Skill Alexander is Kelly Bidlin live from Bar Canada at the D. There's nothing better than Monday mornings on, in football season. Like, there's just not enough time no, to go through all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, we get tweets before we get into games because we've got a bunch of games to get to here. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from Table Max. He said, how about them Astros? Never a doubt. Absolutely. By the way, I hope everybody jumped in on the Astros. Um, never a doubt because the Astros clinched yesterday with a win and a Rangers loss. Clinched the AL West. So uh, we hit that at plus 120 the day that we bet that. Um, Easy money. Was it plus 120 or minus 120 the day we bet it? I don't even it's remember. It's in my pocket. It's in my pocket. I can pull it out right now and tell you. I think it was plus 120. I think it was plus 120. Yeah, I think you bet it was, it was a yeah, plus It was number. plus 120. It was plus Because we kept talking about it when it was t- b- bouncing back and forth at plus prices. Well, the thing about it, people are like, it's never in doubt. I choose to view that differently. It was such a good bet that they got swept by the Royals and still won the AL West. Right after we made yeah, the Yeah, it's bet. funny to joke yeah. about, but you texted that back to me because yeah. whoever tweeted that in, I basically texted the exact same thing to Gil last night. <laughs> yeah. Never in doubt Never with in that doubt. bet. But you know, you're right. Like, that is, it, it, it was a great bet yeah. when you know you won it having to go through all that. Yeah. By the way, congratulations to everybody who had to lay a Rabakin overnight in tennis, too. Those are at the uh, vcent.com slash picks page, all the tennis plays. Where are we at this week? Uh, we are in uh, Beijing. We were in Tokyo last week, now we're in Beijing. Okay. Uh, bet with, bet with Bo. Uh, bet with Bo says, "How are we feeling about the Hamlin comeback player of the year odds now?" Cheers. Okay, so Demar oh, Hamlin, did they fixed us? Because Demar yeah. Hamlin played football yesterday, but he only played special teams. And we said, we decided if he played one play on defense and made a play on defense, then he's the comeback player of the year. Are we allowing for it on special teams? Okay. We kind of do, right? Um. I I, by the way, I don't see the odds currently. I don't know. I have them. I have them in front of me. I was watching this oh, live. As okay. soon as he, he went yesterday, when it got announced he was going to play, yeah. taken down, reposted at like, I, I saw one shot. The first shot that reposted was like minus 340 oh, on him. Yeah, there you go. He's minus 250 at DraftKings right minus now. Minus 250. So I think they're a little bit in between where I, you and I were thinking, I, right? I think you play one play on special teams, which he did, obviously, more than one play. He almost died on the field. He's your comeback player of the year. You think it's enough? I'm still like, I think he needs to make a real tackle on defense. And I think those odds reflect that. That it's somewhere in between. Uh, Our thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sort of quirk we didn't anticipate. Uh, And then uh, one more tweet. Michael Burns alerts me to a Mike North tweet. He's just going crazy about the the Eberflus decision to go for it. Fourth and one tie game late. And uh, they tried to draw them offsides. They didn't. The Bears didn't draw the Broncos offsides. They called timeout. Then they went ahead and did it again, and Khalil Herbert got stuffed. Broncos come down, kick the field goal, win the game after a, after Fields throws a pick. That's another one Seth Wal- with, with, with your quarterback. Just fall forward. What are you Just doing? fall forward. What are you doing? Seth Walder, ESPN, uh, yeah. fourth down bot, says it was better to kick the field goal there, I believe. But then other bots said it was better to go for it. So in the end. Really? Yes. It was a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a mixed okay. mixed result on that in terms of what the bots have to say, but just a football common sense there. Were you were you trying to kick a field goal? Or were you I trying was, to just I, go I forward? I was thinking field goal there. You were thinking field goal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, here's the thing: if Eberflus survived this, 
he probably can survive anything. Because now every every subsequent game, no matter what happens, if they do anything good, they'll be like, oh, they're improving. See, Everflus, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Let's <laughs> Maybe. get let's get to some games. What do we got? Uh, still early window on Sunday. Giants at Dolphins. Okay, we don't have to talk much about this because the Giants play tonight against the Seahawks. So sight unseen on the Giants. They're one and two. And then the Dolphins we talked about. They lost to the Buffalo Bills. Their first loss of the season, taking them down from the uh, rank of the undefeated. Tua was twenty-five of thirty-five in defeat. Two eighty-two. One touchdown. One pick. He was sacked four times. A chain eight for one hundred and one and two more touchdowns for the rook. Minus two in turnovers, though the Dolphins what that led directly to a plus 10 Buffalo net point uh, result of those turnovers. Miami, I put it in between the seven and the 10. I said Miami minus eight and a half. Sight unseen on the Giants tonight. Dolphins nine and a half. Okay. At DraftKings, yeah. What's next? Saints at Patriots. <sighs> two and two Saints, one and three Patriots. Talk about teams you can't wrap your arms around. The Saints, you know, as, as again, we're going to get to Burrow. Should Derek Carr have been playing in this game? Absolutely not. Uh, after the Saints got a 37-yard Group A field goal on their opening drive, it was a punt fest till the second quarter. Tampa Bay went 87 yards, capped by a Mayfield to Cade Otten four-yard touchdown pass, seven to three Tampa. After a New Orleans punt, so this is the this to me is the key sequence of the game. 45 seconds left in the second quarter. It's second and two at the New Orleans 21. Remember, Tampa Bay's up four already. Mayfield gets picked. By Isaac Yadam, is that how you pronounce that? First, so you're like, okay, New Orleans going to stay. They're only down four. What a big play New Orleans made there at the, the first half, at the end of the first half. But the first play on the ensuing drive, first and ten at their own one after the pick, Adam Prentice fumbles Antoine Winfield Jr. with the hit and the recovery. And two plays later, Mayfield to Trey Palmer from one out. And with 19 seconds left in the half, Tampa Bay Makes it 14-3, to three, and basically that's all she wrote because it was a field goal and punt fest in the second half. 17-9 to nine, Tampa. So they're up a score. They're up eight points. The Bucks then go 75 yards. This is in the fourth quarter. Mayfield to Godwin for 42, the big one, 42-yard play. Mayfield to Devin Tompkins from five out for the touchdown. 23-9 to nine, Tampa, 344 left. That was it. New Orleans had a four and out. Tampa added to McLaughlin, 28-yard field goal, 26-9 with 224 left, and that's how it would end as Jameis came in and immediately threw a pick, Kelly. One play, one pass. 30 for 30. D. Delaney picks it off. Uh, Derek Carr, 23 of 37 for 127. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. He lost a fumble. Jameis, one pass, one pick. Kamara, this is a really weird stat line for Kamara, 11 carries for 51 yards and 13 catches for 33. Yeah. That's you got to try to do that. So, so what does that mean for Derek Carr? His uh, average air yards attempted, I believe, was 0.4 yards because he's just all these dump offs and screen passes to Kamara. Yeah, 197 total yards for the Saints, minus two in turnovers that led to plus 10 net Tampa Bay points. Uh, and then New England, the worst loss of Bill Belichick's career. By the way, sharp football analysis. Kamara, the first player in NFL history with 13-plus catches in a game and less than 70 yards receiving. He only had 33. <laughs> he blew that one away. <laughs> Good God. It's like, that's DiMaggio right there. Yeah. Uh, New England, worst loss of Bill Belichick's career. They just get housed by Dallas. Dallas has crushed three opponents mm -hmm. and lost to Arizona. Uh, teams traded field goals to start the game. New England and Dallas. Dallas won 75 yards. Dak to Lamb from 20 out. 10 to 3 Dallas. 130 left first quarter. New England had a Tuchus push that failed. Fourth and one at the Dallas 41. 13-49 left in the second quarter. Jones was stuffed for no game. Then after a Dallas punt, second and 12 at their own eight, Jones was sacked. This is where the game gets out of hand. 
Mac Jones sacked by Dante Fowler Jr. Leighton Vander Esch recovers 11 yards to pay dirt, 16 to 3 Dallas. A little trickeration on the two point conversion, anger to Golston. Uh, 18 to 3 Dallas, 11.09 left in the second quarter. Uh, then it was 21 to 3 when Jones, who had just completed a broken pass, a broken play cross field pass, he went back to the well. He's like, oh, I did it once the first time. I can, I can do this again. Oh, yeah. Second and 10 of the Dallas 48 with 107 left. He tries it cross field. Picked by Deron Bland to the house. 54 yards, 28 to 3 Dallas at the half. At the half. By the way, that was after Jones almost threw another pick right before the half ended. Right. So we just threw it in the linebacker's chest, I believe. Second half, first drive, fourth and two at the Dallas 40 for New England, 11.49 left in the third quarter. Jones picked by Bland again. That led to a Dallas field goes 31 to 3. Anyway, you get the idea. After a Pats three and out, Jones was finally benched by Bailey uh, benched by Belichick for Bailey Zappi. Belichick would say later, no, it, was, it wasn't for a performance. It wasn't for a performance. Really, Bill? He goes, it just seemed like the right thing to do. In his Belichick voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, performance, okay. Bill. That's right. why it seemed well, like the right thing to do. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> uh, Dallas added a touchdown later, 38-3. to Jones ended up 12 of 21 for 150. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked once. He lost a fumble. Zappy, four of nine for 57. Ten first downs for the Pats, 253 total yards. They were minus three in turnovers. That led to a net plus 17 Dallas points, 14 completely directly on a scoop and score and a, uh, and a pick six. So uh, New England, uh, I don't know what to do with either of these teams, so I just made it New England minus three. One and a half. Okay. They have a Mac Jones massive problem. Yes, yeah, so are you serious? This is... To me, they're base. Th- them and the Atlanta Hawks are basically the same thing. What about the Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. All right, great. You want to tell me about your defense? Great. You want to tell me about your running game? Great. What happens when you got to throw the ball? It's a freaking disaster. Chris Collinsworth has the best line ever in football, distilled to one sentence. Most important position in football is quarterback. The second most important position is backup quarterback. If you don't have an answer, like we already know how the Patriots feel about Bailey Zappi. They cut him. They waved yeah. him, yeah. right, and then brought him back to the practice squad. So, like, you have no confidence in Bailey Zappi either. Otherwise, he'd be playing already. But Mac Jones has the other thing where, like, he is kind of pissy on the bench, like in these past weeks, right? He's, like, barking at people. It's like, bro, you're Mac Jones. You, you can't really act this way. You, have, you don't have the Tom Brady pedigree to do this. So, I don't know, like, he won't, he's not going to be the quarterback next year. But I think you're, kind, you, you're stuck with him for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um. See, you're at the point where you don't think he's the quarterback next year? I don't think he's the quarterback. I mean, how, I don't, can, how can you play another season yo, with this I guy? don't think he should be, but like, I feel like we just went through a whole summer of uh, me hearing a lot of people that were really, really high on the Patriots. Or a whole summer, four days ago, people were really high on the Patriots. Oh, you can't make this well, six points against Dallas. Their defense was supposed to be quite good. But if you're, I mean, if you're on the field all game long, you're going you're gonna to start to stink during a football game also. You're going to get gassed. I... You know, both these teams are overrated. Both, as far as this, bring it back well, to this game. I never understood the New Orleans yeah, type. Me either. Tampa Bay looks like the best team in the NFC South right now. Would you bet them to win the division at mm, this point? I don't know. The I don't know division. either. I know. I don't know either. <laughs> but I agree. They look like the best. But, like, I mean, it's, it's hard. Those are two teams where it's like you have zero confidence in either of them, and yet – they're capable, much like Tennessee is, of the random game where they look yeah. good. Yep. And that'll take you off the scent mm-hmm. of them being super average. Well, and with Tennessee and New England, I'm not going to take away. Like, they have good coaches. I'm not going oh. to take away from that. You no, know what I mean? No question about that. And I that. think that's where that 
you know, that happens every once in a while. Let's get to three after the break. Guessing lines, week five, right here on the Numbers Game. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Skill Alexander, we get tweets. I just want to read one of these because we got a lot of games to get to. Scotty B726, he says, I didn't understand the DiMaggio reference. Uh, in the same way that Joe DiMaggio's consecutive hit streak of 56 games is unlikely to ever get broken in baseball. It could, but, you know, it's a tough one. No one's ever gotten past 44. Uh, the way that uh, he's so far ahead of the rest of that field, Alvin Kamara, 13-plus catches. No one with that number of catches has ever gotten below 70 yards receiving. He had 33. <laughs> That's why I said it was DiMaggio. Skull adds this. He says, uh, forgive me. Uh, but is it really a Tuchus push if the Tuchus push fails? Yes, because you're still trying to push the Tuchus. Yep. Right. Games. What do we got? Ravens at Steelers. Last early window game. Ravens at Steelers. Three and one Ravens, two and two Steelers. Uh, Baltimore beats Cleveland. Here's the thing. Did, did you good on you to not have Cleveland in the contest? Because when we left here Friday... We leave here Friday, and every literally like 9.15 Pacific, so like 15 minutes after the show, it starts going around, oh, Deshaun Watson might not play. He's probably not going to play on Sunday. But then like Mary Kay Cabot, right, who, who like covers the, uh, covers covers the Browns, Browns, she's yep. like, no, I just talked to Deshaun. He's absolutely playing. He's a go. Only to wake up Sunday morning to find out, oh, Deshaun Watson's not playing. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, DTR going for the Browns. Browns second drive of the game, second and three at the uh, Cleveland 45. DTR picked off, Dorian Thompson-Robinson that is, picked off deflection by uh, Brandon Stevens, returns at 52 yards, first play from the 10 Lamar in, 7-0 Baltimore, 6-38 left first quarter, 7-3 Baltimore now, second and three for Baltimore at the Cleveland 36, 10-53 left in the second quarter. Lamar fumbled, Maurice Hurst recovered, but the Browns couldn't do anything with it. And then Baltimore, after a punt, goes 93 yards in eight plays, seven of which were on the ground, the only pass play was for 36 to Mark Andrews. Lamar in from two out, 14 to three Baltimore. Then after a Cleveland three and out, Baltimore goes 74 yards, including converting a second and 29 on a 43-yard connection to Zay Flowers. Lamar to Mark Andrews from six out with 17 seconds left in the half. 21 to three Baltimore at the half. Three touchdowns versus the vaunted Cleveland D that had given up just one touchdown up to that point in the season, up to this game. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, second half teams traded punts three times, then DTR threw a pick with 9.46 left in the game. Geno Stone took it back 36 yards, short field, 38-yard drive for Baltimore. Lamar hit Andrews from 18 out with 6.02 left, sealing the deal, 28-3 Baltimore. A trade of punts and another DTR pick later, this time by Kyle Hamilton. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, pardon me, on the last play of the game, ended it. Lamar, 15 of 19 for 186. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Nine carries for 27 yards, two touchdowns, and one fumble loss. Andrews, five for 80, two touchdowns. Baltimore held Cleveland to 166 total yards. They were plus two in turnovers. That led to plus 14 Baltimore net points. And then Pittsburgh, we already talked about, lost to Houston. Kenny Pickett. 15 of 23 for 114 before he was uh, hurt in this game. No touchdowns. One pick. He was sacked three times. Trubisky in relief. Three of five for 18. Najee, 14 of 71 on the ground. One catch for 32. Pittsburgh was outgained by Houston. 451 to 225, as we noted. Doubled up on first downs, 24 to 12. Baltimore just keeps on chugging. It looks like Mitch Trubisky at this point for yep. Pittsburgh. No picket. I will say Baltimore by three on the road. Baltimore four and a half. Ooh, I'm light. Yeah, four and a half. Yeah, I think Chick. that. I think your number is better. I, yeah, I can't argue. With yeah, that. it was three three and a half this morning over at DraftKings. So this this has ticked up. Ravens taking money. I think no no surprise with the with the picket news coming down this morning that yeah. he's going to miss time. We talked during a break though. What would you? What's the difference in the spread against uh, Pickett to Mitch Trubisky? I think Trubisky's probably worth more. That's, Quite frankly, I think he's probably worth a point or two more tops. It's probably See, even, though. I think it's like break even. I think, yeah. I think there's a lot of people, at least before this season, that would have said pick it at least a couple, one or two points better. There's, there's, I, don't know if that, I don't know if that's shifted in their minds. There are so many quarterbacks where the jury is way out on, and Pickett's one of them in this league. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ravens. Look, I don't want to take too much from that game where, you know, they blew out the Browns with DTR just in that game, just didn't, he didn't belong in that game. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to overblow things when it comes to the Ravens, but man, this team is really banged up and they are still just picking just up wins. You know along. what I mean? Like, just chugging along. Like we always, we've talked about, it. you're banking these wins. Like these wins are banked and no matter all these injuries, you're still getting through this, you know, very tough division. What a great organization. It, it really is. All right. First, uh, Late window game, Eagles at Rams, 4.05 Eastern. 4-0 Eagles. Only the Eagles and Niners are undefeated. 4-0 Eagles at the Rams, 2-2 two two Rams. Hurts uh, in victory over Washington, 25-37 of 37 for 319. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. A.J. Brown, 9 for 175. Two touchdowns for that taunting penalty. Gave Washington good field position on their uh, game-tying drive, as it turned out. Eagles had 11 penalties for 81 yards. Washington always gives them trouble. And then the Rams beating the Colts in overtime after coughing up a 23-point lead. Stafford, 27 of 40 for 319. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice. Kyron Williams, 25 for 103 and two scores. Puka Nakua, 9 for 163 and a touch. First touchdown of his career. 39 catches in four career games, the most by any player in his first four games. Uh, of their career ever. 501 receiving yards in his first four career games, the most by any player the first four games of their career. Uh, they outgained Indianapolis 467 to 329, a 39-46 to 24-25 advantage in T.O.P. Philadelphia minus four on the road. Minus five. So right in that okay. same dead zone. Okay. All right. Shall we do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. 405 Eastern Bengals at Cardinals. Uh, Burrow in that loss to Tennessee. 
20 of 30 for 165. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Jamar Chase, seven catches for 73 yards. Here's his quote after the game. I'm open. I'm always blank and open. That's your unquote right there. Outgained by Tennessee, 400-211. Arizona uh, against the Niners. They lose to the Niners, but not without a fight. After an they're air- incredible. They're incredible. After an Arizona punt, Niners went 62 yards for a touchdown. McCaffrey in from one seven and nothing Niners. Then after another Arizona punt, Niners went 75 yards, including a Purdy to Kittle nine-yard conversion on a fourth and five at the Arizona 40. Two plays later, McCaffrey in from 18, 14 to nothing Niners. Two plays into the second quarter. Then after the Cardinals make it 14 to three on a Prater 38-yard field goal, Niners go another 75 yards. Purdy to Ayuk for 42. The big play, Purdy to McCaffrey from six out, 21 to three Niners. 5:22 left in the second quarter and you're like, oh, they're just going to roll them. Nope. Not Jonathan Gannon's Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals go 75 yards, including a fourth and two at their own 21. 345 left. Fake punt at their own 21. Down 18. Snap to the up back Ezekiel Turner. He gets two yards. Then they matriculate. Hops to Michael Wilson from 16 out. 21 to 10 San Francisco. Right after a Dobbs to Wilson 33-yard connection, we go to the half. Second half after a Niners punt, Arizona then goes 99 yards. Dobbs to Marquise Brown for 41, the big play. Dobbs to Michael Wilson again from eight out. 21 to 16, two-point conversion fails on a James Conner run. 4-12 left in the third quarter. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. They're only down five and half the survivor field has the Niners. The Niners, though, then, because they're the Niners, they immediately go 75 yards, beginning with a Purdy to Ayuk, 34-yard pass play, ending in a McCaffrey one-yard run, 28-16 to Niners, 14-22 left, and then after an Arizona punt, San Francisco, 89 yards, methodically, surgically, clinically, Purdy in from one, 35-16 to with 159 left ball game. But the spread was still in doubt, Kelly. Last two plays from the 15-yard line, Ertz drops a short touchdown pass, then Zach Pascal can't make the catch in the corner of the end zone either. What an escape for Niners backers <laughs> and a brutal loss for Cardinals backers. Yeah. Dobbs ended up 28-41 for 265, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once, 12 carries for 48 yards. And Mike Wilson, seven for 76 and two touchdowns. Cincinnati at Arizona, I will say the Cardinals by one and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bengals three and a half point favorites on the road. I believe this opened even higher. Is the market, does the market watch NFL football games? So the look ahead on this, I think the look ahead on this was like eight. Um, and we, we're even ticking up. This is, this is a max. What is the line right now? Bengals four. This is a max bet on Arizona right now. This we talk about Max first. We, we talk cards. about first instincts on guessing lines coming yeah. through every week, and sometimes multiple games this year. How are the Joe Burrow cannot move? He can't move. He can't move. T Higgins going to be out. T Higgins out. Yep. This was eight last week. Joe Burrow was eight. Joe Burrow is in shotgun every play. He's never behind under center. He's in shotgun. He cannot move out of the pocket. He can't move. And Arizona shows up every game. By the way, Arizona adjusted season window, I haven't looked at it, over might be the play right now. Because that team is great. It is great in terms of what their expectations were. Jonathan Gannon, and I know because they're 1-3, he can't be considered for coach of the year, but he's honestly doing a coach of the year job for that team. That team team is so live every game. Can't have more respect for them. And you're saying Cincinnati is favored by four? You've got to be kidding me. They're the greatest one in three football team that's just signed a quarterback seven weeks ago I've ever seen. Right before the season started. 
The win total is only four. By the way, how about Cleveland getting rid of Dobbs? You don't think they would have wanted him yesterday? Yeah, that might be. Uh, that might have come in handy. What's the second most important position in football? Backup quarterback. Wow, can't believe that line. Coming back with more next. Two things. One, we didn't do the Survivor or Sounder today because pretty much everybody advanced in Survivor. But you know, if they want to throw that in at any point, they yeah, can, you just to make it official. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I that entire break, I am stunned by that line. Stunned by that Cardinals-Bengals line. Well, you, you, I think you made some, made a move there, Gilly. Uh, my Don Best just lit up like a Christmas tree. We're down to three and a half pretty much everywhere. Right after that segment? Yep. I just don't understand it, man. I, I, I just, are, are they watching football? I think there. I think it goes back to the conversation we have all the time. I know where you're going with this. Where your priors, your and priors. when are you going to move off your priors? Right. It was, it was an eight-point look-ahead line. Yes. And yes. I just don't think they want to move it more than four and a half points. It's exactly what or it four is. Four points. You know. It's exactly what it is because in the off season, and I'll raise my hand. We all thought Arizona was going to be the awful team that you could pick on every week in even something like Survivor, and we all thought Cincinnati was one of the elite teams in the NFL. Neither is the case. Not even close. Wow. I had Arizona as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a max bet. I just bet it myself. <laughs> I just bet it myself at plus four well, I, on the break. Oh, good. You got four. Yeah. Um, the only place that had the four left was where in town? South Point. <laughs> of, all the, of all the places. Chrissy's the only one not listening. <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> That's right. All right, what's next? Uh, we love you, Chrissy. I love 425 you. Eastern, Jets at Broncos. One and three and one and three. How about the Jettisons last night? How about the Jetropolitans? I was waiting for one of those games. Wish they would have won it because I wasn't on, involved. I, I, I root for Zach Wilson. On the Megapod, we were asked, what's the big favorite you think is the most likely to lose outright? And I said the Chiefs. Did I bet accordingly? I did of not. Course not. Yeah. Of course not. Of course not. I did not. Uh, Chiefs looked like they were going to blow out the Jets last night. Chiefs got a Butker 37-yard field goal on the first drive, 3 to nothing. Then after a Jets 3 and out, Pacheco takes it to the house from 48 out. 10 to nothing, Kansas City. Who was it that said this last night? Somebody on ESPN. I, oh, I think it was uh, Tim Hasselbeck said, Pacheco runs like he's angry at the ground. <laughs> it's such a great yeah, description. That is good. Uh, then a Jets four and out after the Jets punted fourth and one at their own 41. This was sort of the underrated thing of last night's game that neither of the announcers seized on. Salah kept, like, taking points off the board, potentially. So fourth and one at, the, uh, at their own 41. He decides to punt down 10 to nothing. Casey then goes 89 yards. Mahomes to Pacheco for 33, a big play on the drive. Mahomes to Gray for 34 to the house. Three plays later, uh, 17 to nothing, Kansas City. At that point in the game, 324 left in the first quarter. The Chiefs had run 18 plays and scored 17 points. So that's pretty good. Then a uh, six-play drive for the Jets. They have to punt it. Third down for Kansas City at their own seven. Now, here's where things start to shift. A face mask penalty is called on Jawan Taylor in the end zone for a safety. But replays show that Jawan Taylor, oh, he didn't wait till the end zone to grab the face mask. He yeah. grabbed it outside of the end zone. It should not have been a safety. Nonetheless, 17-2 Kansas City. 13-20 left in the second, in the second quarter. The Jets then matriculate. Wilson to Lazard, the big play, 39 yards. They settle for a Zerline 31-yard field goal on fourth and three at the KC 13. Salah elects not to go for that. 17-5, to 
9.50 left in the second quarter. So, again, all these little moments that sort of get washed away where Salah's like, nah, we'll just we'll punt it or we'll kick the field goal here or whatever. That came back to haunt the Jets later, but, the, again, uh, Tariqo and Collins were, didn't really seize on it. Mahomes immediately picked by Ashton Davis, by the way, on maybe the worst pass I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes ever throw. Way underthrown, intended for Gray, then a horse collar that wasn't. Called on Casey's Derek Nottie, set the Jets up at the uh, Kansas City 29. Six plays later, Wilson to C.J. Ozoma for one out. 17-12, to 12, Kansas City, 6.26 left in the second quarter. Chiefs go downfield. They escape a C.J. Mosley pick when Mahomes and Kelsey weren't on the same page. Yeah. Butker from, uh, from 37, 20-12, Kansas City, 2.15 left in the half. Then the Jets get to a fourth and one at the Casey 34 with 30 seconds left. Zerline doinks a 52-yarder. First play ensuing drive, Mahomes picked by Mosley. 20-12, to 12, Kansas City at the half. Mahomes just played the worst half I've ever seen him play. Uh, Jets get the ball second half. Jets go 75 yards. Wilson to Lazard from 10 out, two-point conversion. Wilson in from two, 20-20. We're tied. 10-40 left in the third quarter. Three now for Casey. Three now for the Jets. Casey punt. First play, subsequent drive. First and 10 at their own 15. Brees for how many yards here? We're not lost it here. Brees goes 43 yards with the drive stalls punt. Kansas City gets a Butker 26-yard field goal to put them back up 23-20. 10-51 left in the game. And then here's the play. Second and nine at the KC 49 for the Jets. Wilson, after a game in which Collinsworth and Tarico bent over backwards to praise him for every little thing that he did in this game. In shotgun, he fumbles the snap. Whoops! Recovered by Tershawn Wharton. 724 left. 724 left, Kelly. 724. 724. Basically, basically half of the quarter, and the Chiefs are up three. And the Chiefs are going nowhere. In fact, they're going backwards from the Jets 47. And they end up, because Mahomes almost threw another pick, they end up third and 22 at their own 41. A 621 left. Mahomes runs for 24. Then third and 20 at the Jets 40. A defensive hold called on Sauce with 419 left. And another first under three minutes. The Jets started forced to use their timeouts, but it doesn't matter because Casey runs out the clock. 23-20 to 20 Kansas City, including Mahomes, sliding after he passed the sticks, but right before he got to the end zone on third and eight from the 11 with two minutes left, that sealed the deal. Sorry, conspiracy theorists. That's how you win the game. He was supposed to do that. He did it correctly. Chiefs win by three. Wilson in defeat. 28 for 39 for 245. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice, and of course the fumble lost, which was huge. Who are they playing again? Denver? Denver Wilson in defeat to the uh, Bears. 21 of 28 for 223. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once in the win, pardon me, over yeah. Chicago. Outgained by Chicago, 471 to 311. Denver was plus two in turnovers. We already talked about both in the fourth quarter. The sack, scoop, and score to tie the game at 28, and then the pick to end it from Justin Fields. Jets at Denver, remember before the season I said with Rodgers, the gauntlet of their first six games for the Jets with Rodgers. If you give them the 3-3, three and three, you give them truth serum, they'll take it immediately. Mm-hmm. As soon as Rodgers got hurt in that first game with the Achilles tear, the Jets still won that game. They're 1-0. I said with Wilson through the six-game gauntlet, they should take the 2-4 and four immediately. This is the game where they got to get the 2. They yes. got to win this yes. game. They got to win this game at Denver. I say Denver minus 1.5. I split the difference between a pick'em and 3. Denver 2, 2.5 two pretty much everywhere. Okay. At least we're back to normalcy after that, <laughs> after, after that Arizona <laughs> Bengals guess. Uh, DraftKings down to three on that game, by the way. Down All the to way down to three on Bengals Cardinals. Are you serious? Yep. 
Wow. Uh, Chiefs wow. Vikings. So glad I got that in right there. Yep. Chiefs Vikings 425 Eastern. Three and one Chiefs, one and three Vikings who got off the Schneid with that win over the Panthers. Mahomes in that game against the Jets was 18 of 30 for 203. One touchdown, two picks, one sack, seven carries for 51 yards. He was not good yesterday and yet still found a way. Pacheco, 20 for 115 on the ground, three catches for 43 yards. And then Minnesota, uh, with that win over Carolina, Kirk Cousins, 12 completed forward passes for Kirk Cousins. 12 for 19 for 139. Two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked twice. Jefferson, six catches for 85 yards. Minnesota held Carolina to only 232 total yards, but Minnesota only had 265 themselves. And Carolina out time of possession them 38-29 to 21-31. KC minus six at Minnesota? Probably light on that. Uh, no. Okay, uh, you know what? It opened like six. I think most places it is pretty much five, five and a half oh, now. Okay. Right. Minnesota buddy coming in. Yep. By the way, that, since we talked about the Jets just now and also Minnesota in the same segment, for a while there, that Zach Wilson performance, because he was much better last night. And if they won that game... And as they, were, as they got to a 20-20 to 20 score, and then they had the ball at 20-20, and it looked like the Jets had a possibility of pulling off this upset. It reminded me a little bit of that Kirk Cousins, you like that game when he played at Washington, where up until that point in his career, he was a historically epic turnover machine. Yep. RG3, he had to sit behind RG3. RG3 got hurt, scuttled away, obviously. Tragedy. And then Kirk Cousins became the starting quarterback, and he was just a historical rate of turnovers. Now, a lot of people are sort of snickering, like, isn't he still on a historical rate of turnovers? Uh, no, then he was really <laughs> historical. And then they were down 24 to nothing, Washington was, in a 2015 game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. They came all the way. Like, Kirk Cousins, like, I remember at the end of the first half, he hit, like, uh, Jamison Crowder with a pass, then he hit Pierre Garçon with another. They scored, and you're like, oh, what a great drive from Kirk Cousins. And then the second half, he just, it was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? And they came back, and they beat Tampa Bay, and that's what sparked the whole you like that thing. I have sort of felt like if the Jets had pulled that off last night, that was going to be Zach Wilson's you like that game. But it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm rooting for Zach, too. Me, too. Everybody's crushing the poor kid. Poor guy. This is, like, his whole career. You know that. Like, this season, uh, after oh, this yeah. season, you're – you're, you're going to be uh, relegated to backup duty, and then, oh, boy, you buy, probably got about a year or two of that, and you might and be out of the league. At least he took responsibility last night for that fumble. Though it's easy to do it when you play well, and then you just have the one right. bad play, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, so my I fault. I could have won it if I didn't do that. Primetime games on the other side. Numbers game coming back. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand for VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets. At beating the book, Michael Burns uh, pointing out uh, I'll be headed to the window after the show. He's absolutely right about that. Uh, Joe Abraham, I have been guessing lines for decades on Sunday night, and I've never been, I've never ever been close to as wrong as I am on Cincinnati at Arizona. I had Arizona at minus two and a half. Bet them last night at plus five and a half. I had no doubt Gil would be right there with me. I sure was. Oh, there you go. Wasn't just me, Eric. 
Eric at efeasy450. Would you take Zach Wilson over Desmond Ritter right now in Atlanta? I, I, I don't, don't want to think I, about I, that. <laughs> I don't. It's exactly my reaction. I don't even want to waste the brain space to think about that. I have no idea if I would. Uh, Sports Avant. Cousins had more yards completed to the Panthers than he did to his own team. Is that right? Hold on, let me check this. Well, 99 yards on one. 31 on the other. I think Cousins to his team beat him by nine yards, nine actually. Yards. There you go. He, won, he won by nine <laughs> yards, I think. Just on a quick glance. Everybody's got to watch the replay of Cousins yeah. trying to catch oh. catch the returner on that on that pick six. I forget who the corner was. Sam Franklin, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, the, uh, Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. And it was – it's just so great. You watch how many times Franklin checks back on Cousins because he, he kind of does the whole, is he still really trying? Oh, he's still trying. I've got a I've got a group of blockers heading up behind me that I can feel. <laughs> you can tell he looks over and it's like, Kirk, don't make me slow down and like let you get blown up. And then, oh, and then yeah. Kirk still hustling over as hard as he can. And Franklin just pumps on the brakes real lightly and demolished Cousins. This play was so – first of all, the pass was so bad. It was so bad. And then even before that part, you could tell Kirk in his head like did this whole – protractor angle thing where he knows right, he goes, exactly. I'm not as fast as this guy. Oh, he got the angle. So he, he, got it. he yeah. perfectly <laughs> measured it. He's like, if I run for the 20, I'll get there perfectly. And then Sam Franklin's reaction was exactly what you said. He He's gets, like, is he really trying? He's really trying. He gets trucked that you pointed out off air. He's like, and then the conversation that uh, Kevin O'Connell must have with Cousins afterwards. Okay, so now that that's over... <laughs> Let's talk about the next drive. <laughs> now that you're now that you're gassed, <laughs> wincing in pain, let's talk about this next drive that's about to start immediately. Oh man. It, I love just I love when these athletes they could revert back to like middle school mindset, right? Oh, it's yeah. oh I made a mistake, I better run down there and clean it up. Yeah. Like O'Connell doesn't want you making that tackle no, either, Kurt. No, just go down. They pay you millions, man. All right, let's get to the good stuff. You ready? Yeah. Game I'm most excited for this whole season so far. Sunday night football. Cowboys at Niners. Ooh. Marquee matchup, three and one Cowboys, four and oh Niners. Did you want to say something to me off air? By the way, when you, when you left, you're like, oh, I have to say it to you on air. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. Wanted you to move this number too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that what you wanted me to? Uh, three and one Cowboys, four and oh Niners. Dak Prescott in that just blowout of the Patriots, 28 of 34 for 261, one touchdown, no picks, sacked three times. They held New England, Dallas did, to 10 first downs, 253 total yards. They were plus three in turnovers. Uh, New England had three, Dallas had none, led to a net plus 17 Dallas points, as we pointed out, 14 of which were immediate on the scoop and score in the pick six. San Francisco in their win over Arizona, Purdy, Brock Purdy. 20 of 21 for 283. I've been doing this show for for over a decade. I don't think I ever remember. I could be wrong. Somebody completing or attempting more than 20 passes and only having one incomplete. 20 for 21 for 283. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Purdy did not throw an incompletion till his 14th pass. That was in the third quarter. And then McCaffrey, 20 for 106 and three touchdowns on the ground. 7 for 71 and a touchdown receiving. 13th straight game, including the playoffs, that McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in a Niners uniform that breaks an all-time franchise record previously held by Jerry Rice. And I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about MVP, he has 600 total yards in four games. The record is held by Chris Johnson, north of uh, 2,500 yards from scrimmage in a 16-game schedule. Like, McCaffrey could beat that. 
at this pace. That's wild. At this pace, he would. I mean, I feel like that Chris Johnson year, you'll never forget. Never for forget. Yeah, you know what I mean? That was a thing the whole season. What a, I mean, to just just get McCaffrey. Oh, where the Niners were good already. Oh, and now we have Christian McCaffrey. Ayuk, uh, six catches for 148. We're getting to the point that Brock Purdy might be the biggest misevaluation of a player in the history of the NFL draft. We are getting there. Oh, don't worry, Gil. There'll still be people five weeks from now being like, well, I would say the Niners are the best team, but I'm not sure about Brock Purdy. San Francisco minus four and a half. San Francisco minus three and the hook. It's too light. I think it's too light. You laying it anyways? At this number, I got to just. I got to think. About I got to sit back and. Just, I got to think about it. I think I'm just going to be sitting back and enjoying this game because the Cincinnati Arizona spread has overridden everything else on this show. <laughs> yeah, you can't even concentrate. I can't even concentrate. I mean, this the problem is with these with these two teams, Dallas and San Francisco. Just, they haven't played anybody good yet. Dallas has three absolute blowouts of opponents, and then they got punched in the mouth by Arizona. Right. And San Francisco is just. I mean, okay, fine. You went through Pittsburgh. You went through the Rams, you, Giants, and Arizona. You did what you were supposed you're, to did do. did what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's true. Monday night, what do we got? Monday night, Packers at Raiders. Oh, actually, they talked about the Raiders. <laughs> uh, Packers uh, lost to the Lions. They'll have extra rest. Um, Thursday night game this past week. They're 2-2. Two and two. The Raiders are 1-3. and three. No Jimmy G yesterday. It ended up not being Brian Hoyer either. It ended up being Aiden O'Connell. And I think Goulet pointed this out. Like, if you glance at Aiden O'Connell... He's about the same size, maybe a little taller than Derek Carr, but he's wearing the same uniform number. He's about the same size. And if you <laughs> glance at his face, he almost looks like Derek Carr. You're like, wait a minute. Did they get Derek Carr right? Uh, Chargers took the opening drive of the game, 86 yards, ended in a Herbert 12-yard touchdown run. Teams traded punts, then the Raiders won 64 yards. Aiden O'Connell in from one. It was tied up at seven apiece, 45 seconds left in the first quarter. Then after Cameron Dicker, the kicker, 33-yard field goal to put the Chargers up 10-7 to with 10.36 left in the second quarter. Uh, Raiders first play of the subsequent drive. O'Connell intended for Devontae. Uh, Adams did hurt himself. Michael Davis tried to break it up. Davis's weight landed on Adams. I think his hand specifically. I don't know. He went to the locker room. He would return, though. Two plays later, O'Connell was sacked. I thought it was the tuck rule, but he fumbled. They recovered, uh, and they ruled it a fumble. Recovered by Chris Rumpf. Then helped along with by a uh, Jerry Tillery unsportsmanlike penalty hitting Herbert when he was already out of bounds. And a disqualification ensued. Herbert to Allen from seven out, 17 to seven Chargers, 7.20 left second quarter. Fourth play subsequent drive, O'Connell sacked by Khalil Mack, fumbles. Austin Johnson recovers six plays, 35 yards later. Herbert in on fourth and goal from the one, I guess, on the Drew Brees play, 24 to seven. I guess he was over. 24 to seven, uh, that would be the halftime score. Second half after trading punts, the Raiders cut it to 24 to 10 on a Carlson 22-yard field goal, 4.51 left in the third quarter. Herbert then picked by Trayvon Merring, but just results in another trade of punts. Then the Raiders do go 60 yards. Jacobs in from one on fourth and goal after McDaniels fails to challenge on the previous play when Adams appeared to score a touchdown that was ruled short. Uh, it's actually two plays later. McDaniels is like, eh, let's make it more difficult. He doesn't challenge it. Um, then down eight, instead of going for two, He's old school. He kicked the extra point. So add him to the list of coaches that don't know to go for two. 24 to 17, 359 left. So you're figuring the Chargers have this big lead. Oh, my God, are they going to coast into a victory? Of course not. Chargers fourth and one at their own 34, 334 left. Herbert stuffed on an attempted Tilkas push. Raiders ball, fourth and 10 at the Chargers, 22. All the Chargers need is one stop. Of course not. O'Connell to Adams for 19. But first and goal at the three. Chance to tie the game. O'Connell picked by Asante Samuel. Only has O'Connell to beat, and he goes down for no reason. What was with that? 233 left. 
Raiders still have the two-minute warning and one timeout. Third and 10 then at their own 11 with two minutes left. It's the play of the game. What do you do? Do you run and milk the clock or do you pass and try to end it? You have Justin Herbert. Good on the Chargers. You throw it. Herbert to Joshua Palmer for 51. Eh, maybe a bit of a push off. Ball game. Bails out Samuel. Chargers win it 24-17. O'Connell 24 of 39 in defeat for 238. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked seven times, six by Khalil Mack. Six. Who also, by the way, forced two fumbles. O'Connell had two fumbles lost. Uh, Jacob 17 of 58 on the ground with a touchdown. Eight for 81 catching. Minus two in turnovers. The uh, Raiders were. That led to plus 14 Chargers net points. Might have been plus 21 if Samuel had kept running, by the way. Um, what was this, Green Bay at the Raiders? Yes. Raiders, I split the difference between the uh, pick'em and the three. I said one and a half for the Raiders. This is moving the other way. Packers up to two and a half point favorites. You know what? That's probably right. I, 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 they're probably the right team favorite. I agree. I'm just laughing that the Cardinals have screwed with your brain so much. I can't, you can't even, even think consider of doing it I can't even here. think of anything else. <laughs> is it possible to make the Cardinals all five of my picks next week? In, in <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. No, I don't think that's going to that work. work. Oh, man. Uh, that's my biggest takeaway. That That's the biggest, the record for the biggest off guess I've ever had is seven points. There was a Pittsburgh-Miami Monday night game some years ago that some people will remember if, they, if they've been listening to guessing lines for a long time. But that one right there is probably second. Probably yeah, second. I'm with you, man. Down to three at DraftKings. Just don't know what you got. You just can't trust the, this Bengals team and Joe Burrow right now. He's too hurt. He's too hurt. He can't move. Hope there was something in there that triggered a bet for you. We've done all we can do. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 